Hello and welcome to Faking Lit, a book club podcast in which I gather with my very good chums and we discuss a book that we have read. My name is Chen Si and I love books so much that I've written a song about them. Books, 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 Hi, my name's Josh Bellman. Uh, I love books so much, I books. Uh, hi, my name's Danny Loffin, and my favorite vegetable is the avocado. Hi, I'm Alice Burden, and I'm petitioning for Books It. Uh, hello, uh, my name's Harren, I'm serious about books. Uh, the other day a five-year-old said, say is my, and then spell book. So I said, is my, B-O-O-K. And then he went, ha ha ha, I said, look you little sacrilegious little piece of fucking shit, books are serious. I'm glad I went first. <laughs> Thank you for joining me to, uh, today. Um, we will be discussing Purity, a novel by Jonathan Franzen. I've been excited about this one because um, uh, I'm sure you all know my personal opinions about Jonathan Franzen as one of the uh, leading men of letters of our age. And this is his latest book. It is the closest we will come to actually having a literary blockbuster on this, on this podcast. I wanted to begin this one because it's kind of special. Just rather, before we start talking about the book, let's talk about Jonathan Franzen and what he means in terms of the literature landscape at the moment. Um, I'm not sure how we all feel about Jonathan Franzen. I think he's a genius. Um, what does everybody else think? It's just, you know, your typical kind of middle-class white divorcee. Well, yeah, but he is all those things. I mean, is that a bad thing, though? What do you think? I'm, as, well, no, as somebody who has been divorced um, and is middle-class, and wants to be white, um, yeah, I don't know why that's um, such a problem, quite frankly. Is that a bad thing to be, necessarily? Don't the middle class have a right to have a voice or have somebody speaking for their sadnesses, their failures and disappointments and dreams and hopes? Or no? I think no. Okay. I think you middle class people have had your go. Mm -hmm. you, you've, you've, you've had your run at it. You had a lovely time. Let us do something with it now. Let, uh, let, let, uh, what, what are you? Upper middle class? Uh, no, I'm another one. But uh, I, I'm, I'm actually uh, not white middle class. I'm actually uh, Jewish, so um, go away. Uh, so so I, I, think, I think, I don't know if you'd agree, would you agree with that? Because if you don't, you're wrong because you're white. But she is a woman, so therefore... Yeah, that's the thing. If it, the problem with Franzen is that he only talks about men like I know the book is about a woman mm -hmm. but like it's from a male mm -hmm. oh no I because he's a man it kind yeah. of feeds in and I absolutely you definitely agree. feel yeah. like for example in the corrections mm -hmm. you know that the Debbie character you do feel that is a man imagine because it's it's a bit erotic actually isn't it but, you know the yes. lesbian storyline there's a lot of sex in yeah and I thing. think he's a bit of fantasy in there this is one of the books we've discussed that I have a unique viewpoint on as I'm the only white straight male on the podcast. Um, Josh, as we've already mentioned, is Jewish, so therefore it doesn't count. Mm, but, mm. Um, <laughs> Wait, have you been sunburned before? Oh, uh, no, I'm too Jewish. Okay. So, fair enough. Um, I'm not sure how that works, but yeah, I'll, I'll allow it. I'll so, allow but it. I, I think um, a lot of people talk about the books need to to be truly great. They need to represent uh, a repression faced by a class who feels it is in some way disadvantaged. But uh, the point that I'd like to put across is the total lack of repression faced by white straight males is actually the most oppressive thing on earth. Because ah. um, the true oppression is not having any oppression to write about. But so, I'm Jewish and I've never felt any oppression. So what are you saying? Is that I'm that too? You've never felt any oppression to the degree of... Because I've felt the oppression of not having been oppressed, mm. um, which is the, the greatest of all oppressions, which is what Jonathan Franzen writes about. So this is really the new frontier of social justice. It's, it's um, yeah. post-social justice. I'm very offensive. Well, no, it's, I, 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 I get what he's saying. It's a tragedy 
of not having a tragedy. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Okay. I, I get. Or you. Oh, do you need a hug? Um, not now. You sure? Okay. <laughs> I think I think Dan's onto something here. Um, I mean, even we've established that uh, Jonathan Franzen is a white middle class writer, and well, when you think about it, like, could you possibly have a whiter title than Puritan? Pu yeah, Puritan? Purity. Puritan as well. It's quite a Nazi it. title, isn't it? Mm. It's, inc it's a loaded term, isn't it? The, the notion of purity uh, itself, uh, something to be, uh, to be sought after. There's like the corrections, correctional fluid is mm -hmm. white. Purity, white. Yeah. Freedom. Freedom. I mean, white people are free, aren't they? Yeah. He just names his books after good things, isn't mm. he? Uh, does he like? Uh, I, I'm just trying to predict what the next Jonathan Franzen title will be. Uh, ice cream. KKK. KKK. <laughs> ice cream. Um, Same thing. Yeah. Um, you know, no. These are multiple. All his books have one word titles. Yeah, they yeah. Oh, yeah. It needs to be a single word. He's just going to call it Justice. Sun cream. Or um, Bieber. Bieber. Yeah. 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 Jonathan Franzen has been accused of being sexist um, in his previous works. He writes mostly, like we said, about like middle-class white males, um, and his female characters tend to be a little underwritten, um, possibly hysterical, not very nice. How do we feel that Purity compares to other characters that he's written? Do we think he's, she's a convincing female character, or is he, she just a thinly drawn caricature of a young woman living in the 21st century? Speaking as a Jew. Mm. I think the Torah would state that you are guilty until proven innocent. It's uh, one of the main pillars of the Jewish faith. And uh, as that, I think, I think, I think this uh, sexist claims against Franz are completely justified on a halachic basis. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, but otherwise, sort of his his portrayal of 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 purity, Pip, I think he he's sort of um, she. He no, I think Franzen. He oh, sorry. Uh, uh, okay, yeah, I thought he was talking yes. about hip. Sorry. No, I think well, well, that's the thing is that do, is gender is gender relevant in this? That's a very good. And question. I think if he says no, then he's sexist. But if he says yes, then he's also sexist because he's a white straight male. So, and he's not even Jewish. So like <laughs> that. That's really where I think the crux of the matter lies: is is Franzen Jewish? No. Therefore, whatever he does is wrong. Okay, alright, that's a very, very hard line. Does anybody else want to like, like confront Josh upon this contentious point that he's raised? I think... Well, okay, the straight white male has said something. Mm. <laughs> well, I, I don't... The uh, straight white anti-Semitic male, I like that. Oh. <laughs> I wouldn't Sorry. say I'm anti-Semitic. I mean, look, I'm just trying to get some Jew-Gentile conversation here. Right? <laughs> I'm pro-Semitic. But, uh... I think um, I don't. I don't think it's fair to call him uh, sexist just because he writes all women are shrieking harpies. Um, <laughs> it's just it's some women are shrieking harpies. Mm. It just so happens he writes stories about women who are. Okay. Um, I don't. For example, would you describe the director of Twelve Years a Slave uh, oh. as a racist because every single black man he's written about has been a slave? Yeah. Mm. I mean, Steve McQueen, the director of Twelve Years a Slave, is also a black man. And I think, yes. Yeah. Well, think about the films that Steve McQueen's made. Uh, um, Twelve Years a Slave. Bullet. Every black man in that is a slave. Bullet. Bullet. Yeah. He didn't do Bullet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the difference. Ah, oh, what a con confusing joke. Um, <laughs> uh, the one about Ireland, hunger. Yeah. Yeah. Not every single Irishman is a freedom fighter no. or, or, terrorist. IRA, or a terrorist. But in that film, they are. Um, a Freudian revealing there that you called them a freedom fighter. Um, I'm just saying you're revealing your Republican like um, loyalties there. Uh, well known, well known. Um, <laughs> the the film about um, how what's his face is a really big penis. Michael Fassbender's big penis film. Um, not all Fassbenders. Not all Michael Fassbenders have big penises. <laughs> I, I would say he's more of an ageist rather than a sexist. I think he's racist. In his in his depiction of millennials, you know, okay. she, the, this Pip character seems to just be obsessed with. Dank memes and voter apathy. <laughs> I mean, millennials do more than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have vlogs. I want to bring us on to the next um, major character in this book, uh, Andreas Wolf. Now, that's another significant name, isn't it? Wolf. 
Hmm? Hmm. Named after the gladiator. I was thinking the exact same thing. Hmm. Uh, I, I can't help but think that Andreas Wolf represents this sort of idea of toxic masculinity in the book. We were talking about whether Franzen himself is sexist or not, but um, I think it's hard to argue that um, Andreas Wolf is pretty sexist. I'm just going to read a little excerpt. Uh, it's from a scene where Andreas is kept waiting by his girlfriend who is visiting his mother. And this is what he thinks uh, of the two women. Talking, 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 cunts, cunts, cunts. So, I don't know. Like, it's weird that Andreas Wolf could only speak in triple repetitions of words. Mm. Every sentence. It's very mm. difficult to understand and hear. So, for example, when he goes to Burger King, he goes Big Mac, Big Mac, Big Mac, mm. large Sorry. fries, large fries, large yeah. fries. Sorry, just to, just off the record, you get a Big Mac in McDonald's, not Burger King. Yeah, but that's one of the main, main issues. You see, you, you'd understand that because it, it, yeah. I think Dan, you're really exposing yourself. Isn't no, I think, no, 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 no. Dan's on point. Very white male no, no, no. He's never been Mid to Burger Mac, King in his no. life. Sorry, don't you remember the scene? He goes to the Burger King, goes Big Mac, Big Mac, Big Mac, large fries, large fries, large fries, and the Burger King operative interrupts him. He goes, we don't do Big Macs here, this is Burger King. And he has to goes, no, no, no. I was, I was, I was. Comparing, comparing, comparing. Burger, 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 types, types, types. And it's just, it's, it's a... Not, but there's nothing there's like a, a Big Mac in uh, Burger King. Well, there's a burger. Yeah, yeah but that's plain well. And it's completely different. It actually tastes like something. I think Whoppers are of the same genre. No, they're not. Sorry. <laughs> Who here thinks that you can compare a Big Mac to a Whopper? I, I, do, you I can't. I don't really you, can't. You, you definitely I can. I really don't think you can. <laughs> a Big Mac is comparable to a, a Big Mac. Absolutely not. A Big Mac is disgusting. <laughs> okay. And a Whopper is oh, well, yeah, well, delicious. Yeah, but you just compared them. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're no, comparing in like a good she way. I'm comparing them. in a bad way. Mm, contrast. It's like you're. It's like you're saying. The you can compare Apples. Harry Potter the book to Harry Potter the film. You can, but, but you can't because the book is so much better mm. than the film. But Hermione's not fit in the book. She is at the end. Oh, okay, you have so. to use your imagination. That's what reading's all about. Okay. At, the be at the beginning, she's a child. So <laughs> yeah, do you want to be a pedo? <laughs> so I'm a, a, a pedo here. The pedo is the character who sleeps the fifteen-year-old. Aaron picked up the first Harry Potter book. Whoa! <laughs> Amazing! Yeah! Harry picked up the first Harry Potter book and went, oh, this child's not fit. Sorry <laughs> <laughs> like this. I'll keep reading and see if she gets fit. So, Harry, what you're saying is that in the first film, yeah. Emma Watson is attractive to you at 11 years old. What I mean is genetically, right? She has the genes. So if I saw her as like a zygote, right, like a little one cell, right, with forty-six chromosomes, I would find that fit. So you're talking because purely on a like has the potential to be attractive. Biochemical level, you find people attractive, and age is nothing. Age is just a number, really. Because I think we're getting past this. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're we're talking past I, each I other. I don't though. think we can leave this where it is at the moment, though. Because no, really... you can't just say I found the child attractive and then leave it with those. Well, chemicals, and then that's it. You can't just leave it like that. It, well, well, it's the science. Yeah, the science okay. is there. If you're going to go against science, are you really going to be able to debate whether a Big Mac can be compared with a Whopper? <laughs> Come about how it's got the it. science. Exactly. <laughs> I think I think a Big Mac is closer to a Whopper than it is to say macaroni cheese. Uh, oh, he's done it now. I, <laughs> I, I'm lost for words. Look, okay, if we can compare, okay, what, what, okay, what would be a more realistic comparison? Perhaps might be to say, can we compare Hermione in the first Harry Potter film to a Big Mac? <laughs> or can, and then I'd say yes, go ahead. They're the same. No, but then if you compare her wait, let me finish. Sure. Hold on. Sorry, sorry. But then you compare a Whopper to Hermione in the final movie and you say yes. I agree. <laughs> so my argument is that Hermione is like a half of a Big Mac, has the potential to grow into a Whopper. A whopper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought it's a false equivalency. Was, I thought your opinion was that she was a junior Whopper. Exactly. You'd never In the first yeah, film, yeah. she's a junior whopper, yeah. and then by the final film, she's a 
a Whopper meal with Coke. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, no. And now, I mean, well, now she's a feminist, so. <laughs> she's unattractive now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird, but because it's only for someone of my age, because I'm roughly the same age as Emma Watson. Mm. Um, so in the first film, when she came out, I was 11. So as an 11 year old, I was obviously attracted to an 11 year old. Yeah, me too. But how old were you when it came out? Aaron? 84. 84 years right. old. How old are you? Harren's a time traveller. Like <laughs> no, yeah. Harren is a Benjamin Button star. <laughs> like he's aging backwards. Like so. He's Asian backwards. Yeah, he's 18 <laughs> when it came out. Uh, yeah, I, I don't have a concept of sexuality now because I've. No, no, no. How old uh, were you when the first Harry Potter movie came out? So Hermione was 11 at the time. So, so how so old were you? Multiply that by 2 minus 7. I was within that range. Uh, that was my. You're 18. Age. What? Half of 18 plus 7? No, that's still 16. <laughs> <laughs> not 11. I'm sorry. The only way you can find an 11 year old attractive. You can still find people yeah. attractive without acting on those thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being 100 percent serious. Okay, okay. okay. You can look at, you can, you can Actually, look at a, to be fair, I've seen some attractive. You can look at a dog. Okay, you can look at a dog and go, oh, "That's quite an attractive dog, right?" No. Without wanting to. <laughs> just so, you think, so you think she had a aesthetic value? Exactly. The way that a painting does. Yes. Like I can find the painting attractive, but not necessarily want but to fuck. Does, it. Exactly. Does yeah, the exactly. Give you a boner? Because it's an object, <laughs> not a human being. <laughs> and where would you even put your penis into a painting? See, like, <laughs> if I thought of the hu Emma Watson as a human being, this might be wrong, but because I think of her as an object, as a <laughs> being, totally fine, totally fine. Here's how old, I mean, you I'm never sorry. asked how old that wardrobe is, well, do you? Uh, well, what do you think of Jimi Hendrix? Do you think he's a person or a man who plays guitarist? Well, isn't that he's saying guitar? Well, no, but it's ob you're objectifying him there. Are you not? Like, not you what? As a man who plays guitar? As a, as a yeah, as a thing. But I do, yeah, that's yeah. not an object. The man who plays <laughs> guitar is still a man. I don't think you necessarily have to objectify. My point is, so for example, there's a really good film called Spirit of the Beehive. Yes. Which yeah. is about a Spanish child. Yes. And that child is objectively a beautiful child. Oh, hello. Hello. Oh, hello. hello. Oh, hello. <laughs> it's not coming out now, isn't it? <laughs> I'm not saying that I find that child sexually attractive. But that child is nice to look at in an aesthetic way. You could make the argument that yeah, the man is the same. Yeah, but Harren's saying that. That's exactly what I'm saying. No, you're saying that you want to. That you 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 want you want to fuck a burger. <laughs> a Whopper Junior. You want to fuck a Whopper Junior? That's wrong. No, but I want to wait till a Whopper Junior has developed into a full Whopper. And, and it's legal. And then you'll pay for it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, what is any of this? How is this germane to purity? That's a good point. We're talking about purity. There is a pedophile character in purity. Exactly, yeah. Yes, and Harren's just. So I, I'm just method acting that character. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that what the comp said yeah. in the defense of uh, OJ Simpson? He was method acting. What, Mark Furman? He was, uh, Mark Furman. Yeah, he, he was, was act method acting uh, being a dreadful racist <laughs> <laughs> for 35 hours of straight tape. So I was, I was, yeah, after that, I think, I don't think we are any closer to landing on where we stand vis-a-vis uh, uh, the Asia consent as it pertains to, to Whoppers and Big Macs. But um, if we move on to the next part of our discussion, I was going to discuss the, I guess, one of the primary uh, protagonists of Purity, which is Andreas Wolf. Now, Andreas Wolf is, um, well, this is a, this is a timely character if there ever was one. Here's a man who was raised in um, East Germany grew up um, post-war, post-Soviet um, uh, bloc, um, and he becomes the head of the Sunshine Project, which is a thinly veiled take on WikiLeaks, uh, an organization which reveals secrets and exposes all the dirty doings of corporations but obviously, the irony being that Andreas Wolf is a man with many secrets of his own. The interesting thing is WikiLeaks does exist in the book as well. Exactly. So uh, the Sunshine Project is more of a competitor to WikiLeaks. Yes. Which I found confusing because I don't really know how you can compete with WikiLeaks. So we've, re we've revealed more secrets than WikiLeaks. <laughs> it's, it's like 
say uh, water aid give water to people in African countries and water.org do the same if water aid were to be like fuck you yeah, 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 we're yeah, giving yeah. more water than you uh, yeah, then yeah. you'd be like that's a bit off yeah, mate. yeah, exactly. The same as WikiLeaks and the Sunshine Project. They're not really. It's weird that Andreas Wolf sees it as a competition to reveal more secrets. Uh, it shows the central arrogance to his character. Is he well, like, he's the typical German, isn't he? Is yeah, that, yeah. Like I think he I, wants to win. No, usually on penalties. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, I think it, there's one. There's one part of the book I remember a specific paragraph if I just read it from here um, and then uh, WikiLeaks released some other things and then we just knew we had to dig deep and pull it out of the bag and we did gosh you can really tell that Franz and prose there like just shining through uh, I like the use of the word things it's mm. my favourite part of yeah, that sentence no, well, he, he's a known he's for a skilled his, wordsmith yeah, mm. he's, he's known for his linguistic precision if nothing else um and we, his books. He's yeah, known for yeah. loads of things. Don't feel like, yeah, yeah, being a writer. Of sort <laughs> what he's of mainly stuff. known for. Um, well, I think I think one of the the interesting aspects of of Wolf's character was uh, his fascination with secrets. Mm. The way that he just used to well, go up to everyone club. and just be like, <laughs> "Well, I think he likes anything that's got secrets in, in, in sort of ravelled up in it." I, I like the I like the 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 chapter where he, he he's running around and he's asking people. Can you tell me a secret? And then everyone tells him secrets, but they're not actually very good secrets, which just is just obviously like forces him to sort of it, this desire to know more about things just kind of snowballs, and it uh, and he becomes uh, who he is. The interesting thing about WikiLeaks versus the Sunshine Project is, is, as you're saying, Josh, I think WikiLeaks tends to release quite important secrets about government <laughs> corruption and so on, whereas the Sunshine Project just releases stuff like the KFC secret formula. And, um, you know, Coca-Cola recipe. How much meat is in a Big Mac compared to a Whopper. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The secret to a long-lasting marriage. He releases yeah. that. The difference the between Project. butter and I can't believe it's not mm -hmm. butter. Yeah. It's one's and made of oil and one what's, is made of... What's Emma Watson's real age? Mm. What, show us the birth certificate, you know? <laughs> it's true. Yeah, you won't, you, I, I, you won't be able to convince me that she's not 52. Quite frankly. Yeah. Yeah, half your age plus seven. Exactly, exactly. Is there a upper limit to that equation? Um, I thought we landed on... Oh, we did that in the last episode. Yeah, yeah, one. We've got to make sure <laughs> not to make this podcast <laughs> a pedo pod. <laughs> pedo pod. It's true, we keep most of Well, if Harren had his way, it'd be the pedo pod. <laughs> it was until I lost my job at Breitbart. Has he lost his job yet? Yeah, he's gone. He's gone. Who, he's who, 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 Milo. Who, who, Milo. Who, 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 Milo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he's he? Gone. I was, I, well, he's not a pedo. He got pedoed. No, <laughs> well, he got pedoed, but he also defended pedos. Yeah, he did both. Torpedoed. Yeah. <laughs> he torpedoed his own career. <laughs> how, is, how is that not the headline for the story? <laughs> I can't believe that wasn't used. We've talked a lot about um, Andreas Wolf. Um, not the most likable character, and um, I, in some ways, I, I I do tend to think of him as um, the, the the antagonist of this piece. Um, yeah, boo hiss, um, pantomime villain. But um, who does that leave us with? Um, I mean, the other character is Tom Aberrant. Um, again, what's with the names? Wolf, purity, aberrant. They they all sound like terrible X Men. Um, and Leela, hello, <laughs> who. She sounds like a great X-Man, to be honest. She's more of an investigative fashion journalist. Mm -hmm. So it's more like, those shoes, Leela, hello! <laughs> fashion police. Um, which means she does very poor work for Tom, because Tom's quite focused on politics and uh, serious topics. Mm -hmm. But she keeps on going on about Stalin's dress sense. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And that they need to, he needs to be taken down by the fashion secret police. Yeah, uh, what sent to the fashion this jail? Jail. What's oh, the this brings me to gulag. 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 Fashion gulag. Fashion gulag. Hello. Well, this brings me on to the next point. I guess I want to. I'd make. like to purge those shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I guess this brings me on to the next point. Tom, to, uh, about Tom Aberrant. Tom Aberrant um, represents um, well. He's an all-American success story, whereas Andreas Wolf is um, 
representative of this post-war Soviet, post-collapse of the Berlin Wall, like um, Eastern European mindset. Um, Tom Aberrant represents America and traditional print media. Um, yeah, well, we know that's all fake news now, so... Well, well this is the point I want to make. Uh, this is it's hard to avoid the the issue of things like fake news when we're talking about um, Andreas Wolf and the Sunshine Project and Tom Aberrant who runs his own um, web news outlet. Um, it's just got a blog basically. Well, it's a, I guess it's a it's a blog which gets news story. It breaks stories. We've it all is, got a blog, mate. It's HuffPo, right? It's HuffPo. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, so. it's basically HuffPo. What Ooh, Tom HuffPo. Tom Aberrant is doing. Um, I find him somewhat. Uh, abhorrent. Mm, yeah, well, yeah. Do you that's think that's a, a literary choice by 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 Fassbender? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it is. I think he, I think he's a big fan of nominative determinism. Mm. Mm. For instance, his his character is called Penelope Tyler, mm -hmm. and she seems to have some sort of roofing <laughs> job. I mean, shows his dedication to this kind of literary mechanism. But but I thought Wolf it was like his fascination he like he enjoyed a lot of red meat ah, he had okay. a particularly high carbon footprint as right. a result of that which in America isn't saying much you know? I mean, I mean, <laughs> they eat a lot of meat over there <laughs> do they not? they do they do he's also a very uh, predatory character isn't he? Mm, he growls he growls a lot in his pursuit of justice yes he turns invisible sometimes there's Annabelle Lard as well who slavers lard. everything and well, she's a vegan so she can't actually eat lard <laughs> everything's slathered in margarine her family are very very rich uh, there's, there's the whole thing about Annabelle Lard is that very rich family uh, she's a vegan and she refuses to take any of the money from her parents who've made billions from lard um, the lard billions because yeah. this book is set actually we haven't discussed this book is actually set in the near future there's um, a bit of that yes, yes. and after the um, the the growth of internet giants like Facebook and Google and Twitter, uh, the next really big industry was lard. <laughs> yes, um, and it was young twenty-year-olds from Harvard who started up lard factories mm. and really started pushing out lard business. It's very uh, very uh, in in the clean mm. eating. Is lard made of animal fat? Well, it's paleo, yeah, yeah. isn't yeah, it? Exactly. It's paleo, yeah, exactly. Paleo paleo but she refuses to have anything to do with lard. Mm. Well, paleo, yeah. you can still go on paleo. Not That's interesting because there is um, yeah. be a vegan. There's like um, there's a character called uh, Malcolm Goodguy who turns out <laughs> to be awful. I, I I just think that Jonathan Franzen was writing this book and he was meeting a deadline and towards the end he was kind of like struggling to come up with names for his characters. Yeah. And like he was like like this guy is a good guy but I don't want it to be too obvious so I'll call him Liam Peace. Well we know after probably I think what's probably happened is he's not come up with the names and he's like I'll do them later mm. I'll just do a rough description of what they are mm. this is Ian Hat he runs a hat business and I'll change that later to something else Yeah. Uh, and because we always know from the book the corrections yeah. he never proofreads anything he yeah. finishes it sends it immediately off he just chucks his laptop out to um, his literary agent like a frisbee like yeah. a frisbee who's very good at catching things his literary agent's a dog basically very good at catching frisbees um, so he does that immediately and then never proofreads it and then if anyone tries to proofread his book he complains yeah. which is why the corrections had to happen oh, no, it also explains some of these other characters that turn up later in the book such as Jonathan Placeholder um, Gina TBA and question mark question mark question mark I was going to say I was going to ask everybody um, like, how does Tom compare to Andreas Wolf? Uh, who did you like? Who did you? Who were you gunning for? Who were you supporting uh, throughout this book? No one. You just hated them both. I, I liked Andreas Wolf because he was a pedo and you can relate. I liked his growling. I, just, I, just I thought his growling was very convincing. <laughs> Wolves are hierarchical animals and they have alpha males. And Andreas Wolf was the yeah the alpha male. Right. Okay. Like um, Owen Jones. <laughs> Owen Jones is the alpha wolf of socialism. <laughs> exactly, yeah. We we both can we consider that Tom and Andreas are both horrible characters. Mm. Um, these are two men who are basically posited as opposites to one another. And they eventually have it out with Andreas revealing that he knows that Tom is Purity's real father. <laughs> and I mean, I like the way you were reacting to it, like you've, this is new information, mm. but we've all read the books. So. Yeah! <laughs> uh, so, 
Andreas eventually challenges Tom, um, goads him into trying to get him to kill him. Uh, and uh, when Tom refuses, Andreas jumps off the cliff himself and kills himself. Again, is this just another empty gesture of melodrama by Jonathan Franzen to try to inject something into his book? The, the reason that he jumps off the cliff is because it's got to this stage in the book where Franzen's like, shit, this book is terrible. <laughs> Might as well just kill the characters. That's how bad this book is. I reckon like, he was like, I've just got to end it. I don't know how to end it. <laughs> I'm just going to kill the characters because I just don't know. And that's what happened. I reckon he fakes his own death. Like, okay. like Notorious B.I.G. Like the Notorious B.I.G. It's, it's more of a Bond faking. Jumps off the cliff and then he's got a backpack for Union Jack parachute in it. That's not exactly keeping it low-key though with the big parachute with the It is an American Jack. Union no one knows Jack. What is. He just, uh, he, for some reason, it's the only one he could get. He's there was a German. Hand. There was a sale. He could be a German Anglophile. The, the Queen, for instance. He's, 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 he's all the types of files. It's a paedophile, an anglophile, a nail, a audiophile, next files. Um, <laughs> those are the three main files. Mm. Yeah. Anglo, pedo, audio. Yeah. Three main mongers. Yeah. Fish, iron, war. Right, 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 right. Um, three main. Uh, what's another category of thing? Things. There's probably another the third thing. One. The thing. Uh, Heart. Heart. Earth, wind, water, fire. Yeah, elements. Heart. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, elements. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. What was the original point? <laughs> that he's an Anglophile. <laughs> okay. So. A pedophile and an audiophile. He's right, all the right, files. Right. Okay. He's all the files. Why does he kill himself? <laughs> he doesn't. He fakes his own death. Okay. Because the book needed to end. Okay. So you think that he fakes his death? You think that he actually dies, but not really, because he's a character in the book. And it's Francis was just—he and... was out of ideas. He's like. I've written this book. It's terrible. Mm, mm, okay. I need to finish this, and I can't. I need some form of closure before mm. I finish the book because it's Franzen. Right. And uh, I mean, if you haven't read Freedom, that book does not end. It's like, come on, dude. I mean, um, legends say that he's still writing that book to this yeah, that's very what day. I don't yeah. know if I even finished that book because yeah. I was like, is it going to end? The real Freedom. After you finished it. Ooh, Am I right? <laughs> So he he was like, yeah, I need to get some closure in this, get rid of some of the characters. Yeah. Get, get rid of them. Well, yeah, so he just killed him. So like nobody actually told him that there's a button called backspace on your keyboard that allows you to literally <laughs> well, get rid no, of the characters. He doesn't edit his books. Exactly, hence the corrections. Mm. But, well, yeah, this is, so you think this is a guy who has problems ending his books? Mm. That he doesn't know how to, he, he's written this a long story, with a lot, exploring a lot of themes, but he doesn't actually know how to end it, so he just thinks, I know, I'll make this guy jump off the cliff. Well, yes. <laughs> it could have been a mistake. Uh, it could have been uh, Wolf, because Wolf jumps off the cliff, but it mm. might have been a typo. It could have been Wolf lump, throws a lump off the cliff or something, mm. and he wrote that, I already jumped now, guess he's dead. And that's how he makes all of his narrative decisions. A lot of the big twists in Jonathan Franzen books are just when he's made a typo and he has to stick with it. And that's why you can't yeah. see him coming, you know? Yeah, it's a genius. I, I think that's also why he refused to go on Oprah Winfrey's um, book club, because he just didn't want to be confronted with all these inconsistencies. That, yeah. Yeah, he said like that bit in the corrections where your, your, your character... Um, Debbie. Uh, yeah, Debbie, Debbie... Debbie Smalls. Debbie's... De <laughs> Debbie's Fifth, like Debbie's fifth. It's like you mean Smith? No, it was. I'm pretty sure you said Smith in the book. Mm. And he goes, "Oh yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, Debbie Smith. Yeah, 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 yeah." Um, and he's basically having to like reassess and rewrite his story on the fly as he's as he's been questioned about it because he can't remember what he's written. It's all full of typos. It's, it's full of scientific inaccuracies as well. I mean, a wolf wouldn't die if it went off the cliff. Uh, wolves are like cats, uh, it'll reach a terminal velocity which well, is less. Yeah, but his name is Andreas Wolf, he's a human being, he's not a wolf, he's not actually a wolf. But it She's was not the concept of purity. Yeah. A Malcolm wolf. Good Guy is not a good guy, as we've established firmly. Um, what happens at full moon when... He has sex with 15 year olds. <laughs> He's a, he's a That's when he knows the time is right. <laughs> it's when? a full moon. 
I mean, just to back myself up Wacky. on this bit. <laughs> if, a, if a 13 year old oh asks no, the... Oh it's the full moon. Yeah. You've got to get out uh, of here. Yeah. No, but that's right. That's right. It was the moon. I was bitten by a paedophile and I've absorbed the powers of a paedophile. It was a radioactive paedophile that bit me and I am now pedo man. Sorry. What you say? I mean, the most famous wolf is the one that raised Romulus and Remus. Is, he that, is that the most famous wolf? Is that really wolf. the most famous wolf? Not Wolf from the Gladiators. Or an American werewolf in London. Or the wolves from Game of Thrones. Virginia Wolf. Yes. Oh, yeah. um, and who's afraid of her? <laughs> or the wolf in London Zoo. There's not a wolf in London Zoo. Yeah, there is. There isn't. They don't, they, don't let it, they don't let it out because it just kept biting with the other animals. Well, like all the animals in London Zoo. Well, it, no, but you see, I understand. That's why. I, okay, I'll explain to you. Um, so, so there's a wolf in London Zoo that just used to like jump over all of the, the exhibit fences. Make the fences high. No, no, they couldn't or because the, the, the wolf learned to climb it. Or put um, a roof on, like they're doing most of the cages. No, because he can bite through. He's got. Am I the first only person who, who knows about this? I don't go to zoos. Because I don't like, you know, giving money. They're, they to give out very nice books. They're depressing. Very very depressing. They're magazines. Zoo magazine. Very, pretty good. Oh, it's fantastic. And the wolf is in. I would sooner visit my grandparents in an old people's home than go to a zoo. <laughs> Even to be fair, your parents, grandparents do live in a zoo. Oh no, they're dead. All right, good. good. <laughs> Why it's even more depressing when I see them in the old people's home. It's just kind of messed up, really. <laughs> Let's talk about the themes of this book, though. The internet, outrage culture, daddy issues, and the way people construct their identities. These are all recurring themes throughout the book. Does it feel at any point that these are being, you're being hit over the head with these themes? Yes. Yeah. Constantly, I, from the first page to the bit where Andreas kills himself. Don't you hate it when the author write, names a book something and then it turns out the book is the entire opposite of what that thing is, like purity? Yeah, or like... He named the book purity and it's not, not only is it not about the concept of purity, about how it's good, there's nothing pure in this book, but it's not even about the character purity who the book is named after. It's really about these two guys, isn't it? I mean, that seems like a bit of a... Bait and switch. Well, I would say there's definitely grounds for a uh, lawsuit of some sort. I think it's a book full of subtlety and wit. Um, I think you're being somewhat unfair to it. I think I, I can't help but feel that as the lone, like straight white male voice in this, you are, you, you have a a horse in this race, I guess. I suppose I suppose it's kind of a like. It's, I think, by reading this book and discussing it as, it's very difficult without the perspectives to understand what makes this book so important to white straight males. And I think by reading it and criticizing it, um, it's almost racist. I think, uh, it's, it, for example, it's cultural appropriation, I think. It's to accept. I think people who aren't uh, white straight males can't understand the importance of something like this um, to my culture. Well, I, I'm not. I'm not a white straight male, and I thought well, I have to agree with that. I thought some of these issues are, are worth daddy issues are worth talking about. I mean, without daddy issues, we wouldn't have Papa Roach <laughs> or Marvin Gaye, who was famously shot by his dad. Cut my life into pieces. That Marvin Gaye Motown song. This is my last resort. Yeah. Cut <laughs> <laughs> my life into pieces. <laughs> this is my last resort. Such a good song. <laughs> so you think that this is this is a much more universal book than it that we have read it to be. Um, I, I, I couldn't help. No, I, 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 I think the opposite of that. What I said is the okay. opposite of that. Well, no, but I think like, Aaron seems to be arguing that like, he, he feels that like, as a person who's not a straight white male, yeah. he's still... But within Aaron lives a straight white male, I would say. Um, what did everybody else think? Um, uh, do, we, do we agree with Dan on this point? Um, did we like this book? Did we think this is a worthy f successor to books like Freedom and the Corrections? No. No. Just to be honest, I just wanted all the men in this book to die, mm. Mm. <laughs> um, including Franzen. But um, yeah, it was just very boring. And when 
Andreas Wolf died, I was very happy. Mm. But okay. I kind of hoped that Tom Aborant would jump off the cliff. Yes. After, after him, him yeah. so yeah, I think it would be quite funny if he was like, oh, I love you! Well, his mum always says to him, uh, if Andreas Wolf jumps off a cliff, would you too? And he's always going, yes, mum! <laughs> so it's weird him not to put that into practice. Mm. Yeah. And that is well, another example why he's uh, the ultimate hypocrite of this book. Mm. Um, yeah. Well, then would he die or would he just land on the corpse of the person who previously jumped off? And surf no. away on it. So, exactly. <laughs> I mean, which is what straight white males do, don't they? Yeah. Well, you, you tread. You, they, they, what you like do a gnarly then, dude or whatever. What you, you know, people do exactly. is that you, you people, you just like tread everyone else down into into the dirt. Where hey. you and you escape unscathed. You people stamping on minorities is my culture, and I'm not <laughs> ha interested in having it uh, talk to like about this. Fair, fair. And then um, at the end, when Purity gets all that money, it's just been like. Ugh. Do you think that's what Franzen was out to do, though? He wanted to piss you off because you're a, a, a woman, and he was deliberately saying, like, ah, take that, woman. No, I think what Franzen was doing was he started writing a book and he didn't know where it was going. There's a, se a section here that says, like, uh, um, Andreas wondered, being male is like being born a predator. Being born a predator is like being born a predator. Like yeah, yeah. Like, I don't think being being it's not like being born a predator. But I mean, males have thermal vision, which carried on the Y chromosome. Absolutely, absolutely. And like predator did. Yeah, uh, but, but males like to predator, you know, eleven-year-olds, don't they? Yeah. And they, pre they, they, they predate. Yeah. The way to get Arnold Schwarzenegger was famously underage in the movie Predator as well, which brought a whole new level to what the Predator was actually trying to do. Well, the, the Predator film is more of an advice to people being preyed upon by paedophiles. The way to get around a predator, as white male, is to uh, cover yourself in mud. Um, discussed in a previous podcast, yes. black up effectively. Yes, <laughs> effectively black up. Touch you. And it'll be fine. It'll be absolutely Someone fine. Else's issue. Yeah, no, I, I think... Um, I mean, that, that's what MC Hammer, a black man, he said, can't touch this. It's just good advice for children. Yeah, and everybody knows she was singing about the movie Predator in that song as well, um, famously. The, the song You Can't Touch This was about, was a rejected theme for Predator. <laughs> it, it was originally written as a score to go along with the scene where, where Schwarzenegger's character actually fashions a giant battering ram out of a whole tree and then he, he sort of swings down to knock mm. the predator. And that was meant to be as it was swinging through the air. Whoosh, can't touch this. Do, 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 do. Can't like, touch this. He was like, come on, what are you waiting for? Do, 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 do. Can't touch this. It's funny because it's true. Do you understand? Yes. Why aren't you laughing? Because I don't be facetious, so. Think like, Karen, you're crying. Why are you crying? <laughs> you're crying. It's all right. You don't have to cry. It's all right. It's all right. You're in a safe place. Okay. Good. Okay. All right. <laughs> oh, it's a safe place. I can express my thoughts. Not that safe. Okay. Oh, fine. Fine. No such thing as a safe Just space. Just want to say. Um, okay, right. Um, okay, we, I, I think we've, we've come to a sort of like warm about like what this, like how we feel about this book. I think it's fair to say that. Our feelings about Franzen's purity are mixed at best. Is that fair enough to say? So here's where I give you all an opportunity to give us some notes about the book and possibly some notes to John Franzen and how he could have actually improved his book in a new section which I like to call Notes. And I've got a song for it as well, so... Uh... Notes, notes, notes. No, 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 no,
Can you do the TI Limited? No. <laughs> <laughs> Could you do uh, the baseball song? <laughs> no. <laughs> Can you do Rugrats? Um. Do that again, but without any mistakes. And that'll be the theme of this part of this, because that's hilarious. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get onto the section. No! Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on. Um, Change it to books. You want it to do books, okay? Right. Books, 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 so, um, a theme tune about babies is not looking good. <laughs> so, um, a section uh, uh, of notes. Um, how would we have improved Jonathan Franzen's book, Purity, a Novel? Alice. By burning it. <laughs> I mean, okay, right, that seems a bit extreme. I was hoping for something a bit more constructive than that. Um, I thought it was pretty constructive, but anyway. <laughs> well, I mean, we already discussed how he hasn't proofread it, so I think if he did that, then he'd be a better writer. So proofreading in itself would be a good step in the right direction. I think it's got too many characters. I mean, it's only got five characters, um, but that's too many. I think mm. maybe we've had two or one characters, it would be easier to follow. Okay, which one characters character. would you have cut? Uh, I would have cut all of the people who aren't straight white males. <laughs> so you... You would have cut Purity. I would have cut one Purity. Who the book is based. I would have cut her. I would have cut uh, Andrea Lard, uh, Mrs. Hello, whatever her name is. Leela Hello. Leela Hello. Leela Hello. And it would have just been um, Wolf and the other one. Okay. I, I would have changed the characters' names. I think. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, Wolf is not a real wolf, is he? No, he's not. I would have called wolf. him Wolf-like male. And Purity, she's not 100% pure. I would have called her. 87% pure. 99.9% .9 pure. Because that's why, because you can't prove someone's 100% pure, so for marketing reasons, that's true. It should have been called 99.99999. So I can't believe pure. it's not purity, is what yes. you call that. Yeah, okay, alright. Yeah. Corruption, uh, removing gel. Yeah, okay. Um, Effective, largely. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I, I think you're on something. I think I thought a lot of the names in this movie, uh, in this movie, in this book, were movie, very on the nose, incredibly on the nose, uh, obnoxiously mm. on the nose. Nothing I hate more in a book than having characters who are named in ways where you don't have to think about what they, who they're supposed to be, mm. or what they're supposed to be, or if they're trying to make a cutesy little ironic point as to like. Oh, this guy's called John Hero, but he's actually the villain. Uh -huh. mm. Really clever. That's not clever. No. That's, that's dumb. <laughs> well, one of the things that really irritated me about this book was the number of pages. I thought it had 563 pages. Oh, my one had 576. Well, that's wrong. What, what I think he should have done is actually, like, he should have kept it a nice round 365 pages, one for each day of the year. So you can wake up every morning and read a page. So I think you should have just, just chosen 198 pages that, and just gotten rid of them. And then you would have had a, a very even book that you could have, you could have read on a, around in a year. Okay. Mm. So, so what I'm getting from all this sort of like feedback is basically, there should have been less of this book. Preferably none. Okay. All right. All right. So you are my. Yeah, but I don't think we should burn it because that creates too many fossil fuels. I think we should feed Burning it to have it. create fossil fuels. Burning does. Burning doesn't create fossil fuels. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Yeah. If you shred the book, and then burn burning it. creates ashes, which over thousands of years become fossilized, which becomes coal. Yeah, but it's not the burning that creates that; it's the pressure. I mean, what, no, no. Pressure is temperature, isn't it? Boil, is it? Boyle's law. Pressure, pressure <laughs> okay, okay. equals VT. Okay, all so. Right. Um, so according to Bernoulli's equation, then um, yeah, by burning stuff at high pressure, it'll form fossils. Exactly. Yeah. It bur burning creates fossils because if you think about it, that creates CO two. Yeah. I mean that's CO2. what the Nazis. That's what the Nazis burn a lot of books because they knew 
Well, they have need, need, need more fossil fuels. Exactly, yeah. Because it creates CO2 which goes into the atmosphere, which is eaten by a plant, and then the plant eats the atmosphere, and then the plant becomes uh, an oil, uh, tree... Yeah, sebum. Sebum. Yeah. Uh, and then um, when that happens, you, you, you leave that for a little bit, and then uh, boom. Fossil fuels. I've been told. You've been learned. Yeah, that's um, that, that you learn something new on this podcast all the time. Um, not sure what I've learned this week, uh, other than purity, bit of a disappointment. Um, Should have been called disappointment, am I right? Yeah. Um, um, uh, Pure shitty. <laughs> oh, poo shitty. <laughs> But, uh, folks, I think we can wrap it up now. Um, thank you very much for joining me this week to discuss Purity. Hopefully everybody will be back um, in two weeks' time when we discuss another book. Um, in the meantime, I will bid you all... Are we all releasing these podcasts weekly? Uh, I guess bi-weekly. I don't know. Is it bi-weekly <laughs> twice a week? I don't know. What is uh, it? Are we releasing them weekly? That's the reason we're saving them up. Maybe. Because <laughs> we're recording them... Fortnight. Six, yeah, six. So, what's six. the point of saving them up if we're just going to release them at the same pace? That we're so for, the for the listener, I mean, it just we're meeting every two weeks, <laughs> yeah, we but are, we're yeah. releasing them weekly. Right, just say, we'll see, oh uh, we no. see them every week. You know what? We've still not decided when we're releasing these things, but this is episode we didn't seven. Specify, just say next week. Next week, next time. Yeah. Which, you know time. what? Which you know time? what? I hope you all join us next time. I don't know if you will. This seems an academic like conversation at this point. But yes, join us next time on Faking Lit, where we'll, we'll be discussing another book in depth, in much the same way as we have done tonight. Um, I will bid you adieu, and I guess um, I'll play us out. <laughs> Out, 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 out. Boomer lives! <laughs> <laughs>